Welcome to Sports and More with HTC. Tonight we have Billy, Teabag, and Perk. Uh, Billy's got our three-point rundown for us. All right. Tonight we're going to talk about a uh, uh, big baller brand that has recently <laughs> come out. And uh, we're going to cover what Hoosiers have uh, dated in the NBA draft and uh, who might be coming back. And uh, also we put a... Uh, a poll out on Twitter and Facebook, and we're going to kind of go over that. It was about the Indiana Pacers uh, next season, so uh going to kind of give the rundown on that and uh, go from there. All right, sounds great, Hilly. Uh, so let's jump right into our first point, uh, big baller brand. We know that uh, Lonzo's been selling his shoe or – uh, what are they, the ZO2s, for $495. Yeah. Um, they said that they've sold over 500 of these sh- shoes. Um, and then not only that, they have a $995 special edition that they've also sold. Uh, they haven't. They didn't say how many. I don't know how many pairs they've sold of the special edition, but they do uh, report that they've sold those shoes. Um how many pairs have you guys got? I mean, I know y'all are pulling in that sports and more salary now. So yeah, I got. You I got two pairs. One to wear to church, and then one to wear out in the town. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, did you get the I special got. edition? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's exactly right. I picked these shoes up right next to the uh, Tony Romo golf balls. So. <laughs> you know, I, I think I saw somewhere that they aren't even being shipped till like, November. So these people are paying $500 for a pair that they won't even get till November. Right. I, I saw that's something about that that said that the reason why is because they take, like, like, several months to make a pair, so they're not even making them until they get ordered. It's because it's some little kid sitting in his home making five cents an hour. In China? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, I got mine. I don't know what the big weight is, but I wore, I wore <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah, but you're, you're a big baller, man. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Did you, you know how many cases of you know the cases of bush light you got to buy to get your shoes shipped directly to your house? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. You know how many cases of bush light you could buy if you didn't buy those shoes? Yeah, that's no shit. It's like get your priorities straight. No kidding. Yeah, you that's what see? I don't understand, dude. What what is so special special edition, dude? Your son hasn't even been drafted yet, and you gotta feel bad for uh, Lonzo because I mean you gotta he's gotta be thinking like, holy shit, if I could find a hole to crawl in. That's the thing, man. When that dude gets in the league, you know how many guys are going to be out for him? Just wanting oh, to make God. him look like an idiot. Yeah. Like, every everybody's going to want to either take him one-on-one or shut his ass down or swat him or lay his ass on the floor. I mean, yeah. his dad's not doing him any favors at all. Right. But, you know, here's the thing. The thing about it, too. I forget how it's stated or how it's said, but... uh. You know, there's 
no such thing as bad publicity unless you have no publicity. So, I mean, I guess as long as the big baller brand and LeVar Ball are in the news, then the dude, they're, they're making money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But here's I don't, the thing. He's, he's making it about him, though. He's not making it about his brand. Right. Like, right. he's the one that's on all these – like, have you seen his son anywhere, like, on an interview, anything since the tournament well, was over? Well, no, he's, he's not anybody yet. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> he's not. So I don't, I don't know. That's what – there's a quote. He uh, – Shannon Sharp was – they were on Fox Sports, and he was, he was interviewing him. And – uh he was telling LeVar, he said, you know, Jordan coming out of the gate couldn't even command, you know, $100 for a pair of his shoes. And he said, you're charging 495 And he said, well, that's because Jordan's not Lonzo Ball. I'm like, dude, come on. Get the hell out of here. You know. Who the hell is Lonzo Ball? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> yet. That dude's going to end up about four rows in the bleachers the first time he takes a jump shot on a baseline or something. I mean, there's somebody's going to play in his ass. Did you guys see Dickie V's tweet where he said if uh, if he performs in the NBA like he did against the uh, Wildcats in Kentucky, they, they'll sell for $4.95? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't no kidding, man. He choked. Yeah. Hey, I, um. I know everybody's, like, saying, oh, uh, Lonzo, he, he's not the one that's that's going along and doing all this. But you know what? He's not shutting his dad up. He's not saying, Dad, listen, man, step back. Let's just chill for a minute. He's not the – I mean, I I think he, he kind of has the, the big head, the cockiness, the arrogance, just like his dad does. I just don't think he's as vocal and in the limelight as much. And I think – I like – But I think he's just as cocky and just as arrogant. I don't know about that. I think there's a lot of control. Like, I see LeVar Ball with a Betty Whitehead and his son being like, Dad, eat this Snickers. You're not being yourself. <laughs> like, I don't think this dude, this dude realizes, like, man, I can't wait to get, you know, wherever he goes. Like, I understand he wants to go to L.A. to play, but if your ass doesn't work like that, you know, you don't get a pick. And yeah, some team is going to pick him up. I mean, maybe I could see him dropping. They got him in top four right now. I could see him dropping to maybe out of the top ten just because of what's going on. But somebody's definitely going to pick him up. So yeah, but think about let's this. Say the, dude, the one that came out and said we would have won more games if we didn't have three white, three slow white boys. So I mean, he's not exactly you know like this clean-cut guy, like, he's, he's got some arrogance to him, and he's got some of that stupidity. I mean, it, it's hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you got to think, though, you know, like, when he, when he does get drafted, if he moves to, let's say he goes to anywhere, let's say he goes to Boston or wherever he goes, like, you got to think, like, his dad's going to stay out in California, so maybe it's going gonna, gonna to wear down a little bit. I mean, I don't know. It could be wrong, but I don't know. I just, once you get that separation, I think it's going to be totally different. But 
picture this. How would you like to be the NBA? How would you like to be Brad Stevens and you don't play Lonzo Ball, but like maybe two minutes a game or, you know, so they put him in for just, just a sub out real quick and, and you get a phone call and it's LeVar and he's like, you need to play my boy more. You need to, you need, he needs four minutes a game at least. Like, how would you like to deal with that shit? Because you know it's going to happen. Well, I did see in an article um, about Chino Hills high school basketball coach getting fired, and LeVar Ball is all denying that he had anything to do with it. But there's also players reporting that LeVar would come into the locker room and he would, like, puff up and scream, I run Chino Hills. I run UCLA. I'm about to run the NBA. <laughs> so you know he's got that mentality. You know he's got that that flamboyant aggressiveness out of him. And it's only going to well, take Hell yeah, him he thinks he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. <laughs> but it's only going to take him Good to pop Lord. off one GM, one owner. And then they say, listen, we're cutting your son's ass if you don't get out of our face. Because the NBA is a business, and, and you come in there and you start telling them how to run your business, they're going to run you out of town. And this kid, I would love him. to see him try to do that to like Pat Riley. Oh, his huh. NBA career would end before it even started. <laughs> Picture this. He- Riley telling him to take his big baller brand and go back to the coast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pop, this is LeVar Ball. Uh, I noticed you didn't play my son last game. <laughs> How do you think that would go over? Right, right. Pop, you're like, you're who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never heard of her. Never heard of her. <laughs> so I, did see where, I did see where a Nike exec said that LeVar Ball is the worst thing to happen to basketball in the last 100 years. Yeah, because they told him, they all told him to go, basically, you're a dick because he's stupid. Trying to tell them that they're going to pay him a billion dollars. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Uh, I hope his son flops in the NBA. Huh? Unless he goes. Unless he goes to the Pacers. <laughs> I still hope he flops. <laughs> he ain't going to the Pacers. I tell you what, though, man. The thing is, is like you were kind of just hinting on, I think a lot of these teams are going to be kind of reluctant to take the kid now. And that's sad oh, for yeah. him, you know. But, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Is it worth it? Right. That's the thing. Yeah. I think he's – you know how the okay, I'm not too keen on the NBA draft, but you know how the NFL draft is where you know, let's say Peyton Manning is supposed to go first round for first pick overall, blah blah blah. And you know, so you know, so and so doesn't take him or whatever it is, Colts don't take him, whoever it is, and he drops like he's available the second. You know that the second round pick or the 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 second pick overall is starting to be like, okay, why didn't they pick him up? You know, why didn't maybe it's maybe it's worse off than what we thought. And I, you would think that this plays over in the NBA too, to where if Lonzo doesn't go, the team behind him is going to be like, man, 
if they didn't want to deal with it, you know, I mean, we don't want to deal with it either. So, you know, maybe something like that happened. I don't know, yeah. but you got to think. How, I mean, how funny would I, it be to watch him sweat it out on June 22nd and just sit back there and after the lottery's over? You know, we're into the 23rd, 24th, 25th pick, and then finally he gets picked up by somebody. How I'd love to see his dad's reaction, see him going crazy. Well, his dad goes, <laughs> you know what? We're going to create our own NBA, and it's going to be our son. <laughs> we're going to make yeah, our own exactly. team. <laughs> He'll play one on five. I'll suit up and play with him. We're going to call that's another what, two boys. He reminds me of it's gonna be the, the uh, it's gonna be the Chino Hills Ballers. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta think it's gonna affect it though, man. You gotta think that because it there ain't nothing positive come out of it. I don't see it. <laughs> what was the comment he made the other day? Was my son? I think he said it there. Key back something about my son. My son's been the best thing to happen to UCLA in 15 years or something. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Hey, like, come UCLA on. UCLA did all right before you came along, and they'll be all right after you're gone. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be different if they dominated and went undefeated and won a national championship, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they got beat. You know, I'm pretty sure I watched that whole game. So. <laughs> yeah, they, I'm pretty sure his the- son didn't do shit. Exactly. I think Fox Four kind points. of shut him down the second half. Yeah. And you would think with his dad being this big baller, he'd teach his son how to shoot a freaking jump shot, right? Hey, well, when you average two, two points a game. Points. He didn't <laughs> yeah. know how to either. Yeah. Yeah, learn from his mistakes. <laughs> Barkley said, you average two two more points than a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that dude's a he's a trip. But hey, maybe his son comes to the NBA and just explodes. Like I don't see it. You know, he's definitely not a LeBron. But maybe he does. Let's say he does. Like you know, best case scenario for him, he just comes in second year. He just opens up and dominates. And like maybe his shoe company does take off. Then you're kind of looking at his old man like, all right, this dude's a genius because you got to think the people that bought his shoe this time were like, man, let's buy these just in case he does become famous. Well, here's the thing though, is his dad was saying about the shoes. He's like, you know, we're not trying to basically sell a bunch and compete with shoe brands. They're selling them as basically collector's items. Collector's items for what? (laughs) Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you collecting? Your son was good in college for one year? Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this is the only thing. Like, this is, I know, you know, I'm kind of biased when it comes to talking about this player, but, like, put put Lonzo up against Oladipo and, and let him try to make a move. I think Oladipo, you know, he twice has quit. And okay, Oladipo's not a outstanding star, you know, major athlete in the NBA. He's he's an influence player. You know, I think we all agree on that. But he's not a LeBron James or a, you know, Isaiah Thomas or something. But 
just put just put an Oladipo on on Lonzo, and the dude shut down all game. You know, so if you think this dude is going to go up against Cleveland or whoever, and you know, like he was, his, Levar was spouting off about my son's better than Steph Curry. My son. Have you watched what really? league are you watching? You know, I don't I don't know, I don't get it. Yeah, and, and it's not like like you mentioned LeBron. He's no LeBron. That's you're right. The difference I think is Lonzo if Lonzo had a NFL tight end style body like LeBron had coming into the NBA. Like, LeBron looked like a grown-ass man at 18 coming into the NBA. Lonzo looks like, I mean, he's not that cut. He doesn't have an NBA body. And right. I, I just don't think, I don't know why he thinks he's so much better than everybody else. Like you said, I mean, take anybody that can actually play defense in the in the league and put him up against them. And he's he's not blowing past them. Right. Dude, I'll tell you who he reminds me of. Muscling everybody. Right. You remember going to the city park, like summer it's summertime, you know, you you ain't seen ninety percent of your high school classmates. So you go to the city park to play basketball and that one dude in high school that like <laughs> hardly anybody talked to but you know, he always thought he was the shit at basketball, more the fifth thing wife beater. And you go out there and play, and the dude can't even score like that. What he reminds me of, he's built like a piss stained wife beater wearing like <laughs> park rat. Man, I don't even know. Like the dude's not built like an NBA player. I'll tell you that. Right. Right. I don't know. I just. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it'll it, it'll be fun to watch it unfold, but we'll see how the draft goes. I'll tell you that because I think it's going to be interesting. And I think uh, you know, along with the draft too, I think there's a few Indiana players in there we're going to want to watch also. You know. Yeah, let's uh let's good segue into point number two. Um we know that Blackman has hired an agent, he's staying in the draft. We know OG, he came out real early, he's hired an agent, he's staying in the draft. Uh we know that Thomas Bryant hired an agent, he's staying in the draft. The one unknown is Rob Johnson. Um who um, he does have until I think it's May 24th to decide if he's going to the draft or if he's going to join uh, the Hoosiers for his senior season. I've heard that he should be making his decision by the end of this week. Um, but hold on. I don't know, maybe Archie told him, hey, listen, let me know a couple of weeks before so I can still go out and get somebody to replace you or what. Um, but I have heard that he's planning to make his decision by the end of the week. The end of I this week? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm I've, gonna... heard, 
I read two articles that said that, that Johnson is expected to make his decision by the end of this week. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be the uh, the conspiracy theorist right here and kind of go out on a very thin, dangly limb here. But uh, supposedly, and this is, you better get a whole, a whole salt shaker and take it with this, but I've heard today from a source that read another source from a Twitter feed or Twitter whatever that Supposedly, Johnson hasn't announced or let it leak out that the dude is going to go in the NBA and not get drafted and try to go to the D-League because he thinks he will develop more in the D-League than what he would another year in Indiana. <laughs> I mean, you can take that for what it's worth. But... Well, and if you think about that, Stance. I think I I think that would be more beneficial of a stance if for Blackman because Blackman is done with college. You know he graduates this year, right? So, um, but at the same time for for Rob Johnson, I mean, you go to the D League and at least you're making some money, you know. So it's not much, but it's better than. You know, nothing. Um, for these guys that are seniors that are, are going to be new to a system, new to a coach, I, I don't hate on them for that decision because you gotta you got to remember, man, they're coming into a situation where they've got one year for this guy to turn it around. And think about what we've kind of said. We give Archie two years, three years to get this program turned around, right? I mean, that's kind of the general consensus about this program. Like, well, we're not going to judge him on this first year or second year, you know? So, I mean, these guys, that's a that's a lot to, to wage in a rebuilding of a program kind of mentality. I mean, what is their – what does Archie – have invested in them and it's nothing. What would he have invested in them? It's nothing. So those guys have got to think out for number, think about number one, and they've got to think about themselves and go to the D League and make a little bit of money and get developed by somebody that you know is qualified. You know what you're going to get. And I mean, look what look what Yogi and Soy have done in just half a season in the D League. So I don't hate on him for that decision. Uh, ultimately, yes, I would love for him to come back to IU for my own personal reasons. Um, but as a business standpoint of it, if you think that there's a chance that you're going to go to the NBA, you know, I don't hate on that that decision at all for Rob Johnson. Now, Blackman, I think, I think he's going to have to go that same route because everything I've seen is... Yeah, neither one of them are getting drafted. Leah, not drafted at all. So I'd be, I mean, I'd really be surprised if Thomas Brown gets drafted. Uh, somebody will take a chance on him. You think, I think it'll be second round though. No yeah, way. Yeah, he'll he'll get drafted. Second round, still, I mean, it's better than nothing. Right, 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 right. But I mean, you gotta think. 
I know Archie said, you know, this year coming out that, and we've never heard Cream say anything like, or I have anyway, about how Blackman is probably one of the best shooters he's ever seen. And you got to think that Bryant is, I think Bryant would be an overall better player than what Blackman would be because, you know, he's too small to play a two position in the NBA. So you would have to think that with Bryant going late second round or whenever he goes, that if you were Blackman, now I understand he graduated this past weekend, but you got to be like, all right, I'm preparing myself to go to the D League and try to work my way up. You know, because I don't – I'm with you, Perk. I think there's no way that uh, he gets drafted, either one of them, him or John. Well, let's look at this. <clears throat> Um, Blackman didn't get invited to the combine. They, they give out 67 invites to the 2017 combine. OG got an invite. Thomas Bryant got an invite. But Blackman or Johnson didn't. Hey, here's a question. You brought up OG. Is he healthy now? No, he he's – I've seen him. He's uh, – I, I saw a video of him. He's barely doing jump shots. Um, really? He's still rehabbing from his surgery. Huh. Or either he's rehabbing from his surgery or he's about to have the surgery like any day now. I, the last thing I read was like he had the like a couple weeks ago he hadn't had the surgery, so I don't know if he's had it yet and he's rehabbing or he's like getting ready to have it like any day now. I thought he already had it. That's what I thought, too. What are they waiting on if he didn't? Yeah, no kidding. You'd think they'd have done that real quick. Like, I could see him waiting for the swelling to go down, you know, maybe a week or two at the most. But I can't I can't see him waiting this long. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I can't remember. I mean, you could be right. I don't know. I'm just saying I haven't, I haven't followed him. Once I knew he was staying in the NBA, I was like, all right, cool. Juwan Morgan, you're up, buddy. Like, let's go. But but I did see just somebody just recently tweeted out a video of him um, putting up shots, and, and it was very low movement, just little bitty jump shots. And uh, said, you know, glad to see um, OG getting back out there. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wish him that, obviously, a speedier recovery, but you would think he would be be ready by now. I also saw another article that said, um, as far as going to the combine, it said, you know, clearly OG won't benefit from this other than interviews, and he's such a quiet kid that they're not going to get much out of him. So, I mean, that kind of let me know that OG's going to the combine, but he's not doing any of the workout. And I would think if you were healthy, you would at least attempt to do some of the workouts. Yeah, here's my question. Is uh, Obviously, Indiana University would be responsible for the surgery, would they not? I mean, he um, got hurt under Indiana. Yeah, athletics. I'm pretty sure. So, Okay, would he rehab under Indiana, or once he declares for the NBA, does he does he have to rehab on his own? I mean, my guess, my guess is 
your insurance, the player's insurance is going to pay for you to rehab and, and probably work out there at your facility. But, I mean, that doesn't mean that he has to do it there. I mean, if he wants to put some money out of pocket and go somewhere else and do rehab, he probably could. But right. I, I would, I would right. at least think that I use offering, you know, the rehab there. Right. Uh, my thing, yeah. like, I know it's uh, as soon as you commit to the NBA draft, you you know you you hire an agent, you forfeit every right to come back to the NCAA. So I didn't know if that was well, you forfeit the right to come back and play in the NCAA. Like, like he still has. I mean, he he can still have access to any of the facilities. He can still attend classes. He just can't. Right. He's not. He's no longer eligible to play. Uh, he forfeits all his his remaining years of eligibility. Right. Like I know Cody come back and graduated this this last weekend, but like I, I mean I know like I know he's allowed to come back to the you know to to college, but when I say NCAA, I guess I mean like you know does he forfeit the NCAA benefits that he had before also? You know the the player insurance and the that's what I was wondering about. I didn't know if if that's well, how it worked. Or... I, I would kind of assume that it would take care of you throughout the year, throughout the school year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know the the, the definite answer to that. But right. I would assume that they wouldn't want to, you know, kind of burn any bridges with him. Um, so I would, you know, I would just kind of assume that they would want to keep him healthy, keep him happy, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, are they, are they liable? Um, you know, NC, could they lose, you know, a lawsuit or something? I don't know. I, I, I would hope I use classy enough to not want to try to, you know, shit on OG. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, I'm talking the other way, though. Let's say, you know, like you're saying, let's say he blows his knee out and, uh, he goes to, you know, IU does his surgery or whatever two weeks after he blows his knee out. Uh, he, you know, he's rehabbing, you know, three months after or whatever have you, whatever it is. And let's say they, he's healthy enough to give 50% at the combine and he commits the NBA draft, hires an agent and tears his knee up complete again, you know, completely blows it out again at the, at the NBA combine. Is he still under student insurance? That's, that's kind of where I'm going with that. Is he? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, is would, it, I would think once you've hired an agent, you've bought some other type of insurance. But yeah, I don't know. That's what. Well, I, I mean, I would, I would assume. Such, I know there's such thing as a draft insurance. Like if you don't get drafted, like what you thought. So I would assume that there's some kind of insurance that you're under. Um, right. Or I mean, I don't know how the how the NCA rules that. I don't know. That'd be a good thing to kind of maybe research and talk about. When yeah. do your benefits from in you know from the NCAA? When do they when do they fall off? Right. Because see, I mean, you know, when I, I come out of you, you know, to go to the the major leagues to play baseball, and I. Had Tommy John surgery in both my knees, you know, I didn't, I wasn't covered by a, luckily, you know, I got sponsored by Bush Light, but I wasn't 
covered by anything. So I didn't know. I had to take a poll to find out what insurances were going to cover me. I may be mistaken, so. but isn't Tommy John in your elbow? <laughs> no, that's yes. how severe it was. That's how that's how severe it was. Spread down to the knee. <laughs> yeah, both my knees is spread rapidly. So. <laughs> no. It was, I don't know. It's gonna be fun to watch. When's the draft? Well, the twenty second. Yeah, the twenty second. Let's talk a little bit about Blackman. Um, right. We got kind of focused on OG's knees. So Blackman is a six four guard who was averaging seventeen point three points a game this year. Um, he made ninety one three pointers. And he shot 42.3% from the three-point line. Now, that was only four less turnovers than he had. That's enough, though, to to make you think that that somebody might take a shot on him. If nothing else, his shooting alone is going to get him picked up on a summer roster. And all he has to do is go out there and, and... I mean, have a a James Blackman good game, and somebody will take a chance on him. But that I have no doubt to... that he's gonna do like the like a Yogi. You know, somebody will pick him up, but he ain't getting drafted. No, no, no. I think, I think but, but with that with that being and said, and he's got to know that too. With, right. But with that being said, about the Yogi, Yogi went into the D League or the summer league or whatever, being a true point guard that has leadership skills. Blackman has none of that. Blackman and Yogi, has Yogi like, had that. He's got that that will and that that I'm going to get this done. Blackman doesn't. Right. Yogi, Yogi can make other players better. Blackman yeah. can't. That's Think the thing about, about it. it? Yogi gets pulled up for what? A 10-day contract goes out and fucking balls out for 10 days. And they're like, <laughs> yep, you have a signing. Yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> You know damn well. Hell, he was starting, too. Right, he still is, or was. You know damn well if Mark Cuban did not sign him after that performance, everybody would have looked at Mark Cuban and been like, you're an idiot. That dude just Yeah, because somebody would have signed him. Right. Like, the dude just came up and was like, all right, this is my chance. I've got ten days. Well, it wasn't his first game. He had the game-winning shot. His first game, he hit, like, 17 three-pointers. The best part about it, it was like one of his first few games. And did you see the highlight where the guy was kicking a nut to Dirk and Yogi jumped in front of him and took it and hit the shot? Dirk was kind of like, what are you doing, kid? And then he hit it and he's like, all right, right on. (laughs) We'll take it. I love Yogi. I love everything about that kid. I think that's what we get this year. We missed that senior leader spark that he brought us the year before. Yeah. And, and you're right. James Blackman doesn't have that. He doesn't have that drive. He doesn't have that fire. Um, but he can shoot the damn ball. Right. 50% of the time. But the thing about Blackman growing up and going to high school and Yogi growing up and going to high school, Yogi was the type where, you know, you – get the ball to your stars and you feed them and make them better and assist them and your points will come. Blackman was like, you know, they're going to get you the ball. You just shoot and score. Like, that's, you know, there's no 
you put Blackman on NBA team, and he's the type that'll stand, you know, behind the arch and and wait on the ball. You know, he's not have moving you watched to make ball playoffs, Billy? What's that? Have you watched any of these NBA playoffs? That's all everyone does. I you know, rock, but... Four people stand behind the three point line while James Harden shakes and bakes, and then maybe he'll <laughs> dish to you. That's all. Right, but. Is. I know, and, and that's the thing too. You know, I'm watching Boston now. I'm watching this game right now. They've got three across the bottom, a big dude out top of the key, and Isaiah Thomas just going to work. Like that's all it is. And and then eventually you you're spot up on the three point line. If Isaiah Thomas can't get to the line or can't get to the rim, they kick out to you. And and if Blackman if if Blackman's standing out there, you got a 42 percent chance that that shot's going in. I think he is the ultimate NBA player. That's he is he fits the mold. He doesn't play defense. He can hit the three point <laughs> every now and then, and that's what the NBA is all about. That's exactly what they do. We got one person that can shake and, and get to the rim, and if he can't do it, kick it out, hit the three. If not, we're going the other way. Like that's why I hate watching it. That's yeah. Amen to that. I'll take it. That's why I'm sitting in my bedroom watching fucking hockey. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, because this Celtics game's a blowout. Yeah, they're they're gonna cover though. If Washington can do their part, <laughs> Celtics might cover it themselves. Right. All right. So you guys got any more to say about OG Blackman Johnson? Any of those guys? Sayonara, Blackman. Hey, that's yeah. what I say. You're a great. You're gonna be a great fit on somebody's D League team, and eventually get picked up. But uh, <laughs> that or overseas. You're <laughs> 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 be playing in Australia. Hey, I tell you Spain. You'll be in Spain. That overseas shit's nothing to bat your eyes at. They're making a. Uh, they're making pretty decent cheddar over there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The dude, look, Jordan Halls is playing. Now, I'm not saying Blackman's a, a better player than Jordan Halls, but, I mean, if if Halls can make it overseas, you know, I'm pretty sure. He's not doing Blackman. too bad, is he? No, no not he, at all. Very well. Yeah. Did you, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but he had, uh, he was in the top ten plays. Uh, I forget where it was at, like, uh, Czech Republic or I forget where it was at, somewhere overseas, but he retweeted, uh, and it was in some other foreign language, and it was a game-winning shot, the dude hit a three, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool, though, watching that video, but, I mean, Blackman will go somewhere and make money, you know, so, I don't know, I mean, I, I mean, Archie's saying, <laughs> here's the deal, you know, I don't, I don't care who your name is or what it is or whatever. But uh, you're going to play defense, and and you're going to play for me, and that's you know that's going to be it. I think I think uh, Blackman was like, eh, well, I think I'll go ahead and go to the NBA. So I don't I don't know. You you guys listen to that team? I don't know. You listen to that assembly call on uh, on iTunes. But uh, yeah. did you listen? Did did you listen to the one with Mark Titus on there, the dude from Ohio yeah, State? I listened to that one yet? 
my uh, the uh, Pat Maxey one always takes precedent over all the others. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta listen. To, you gotta listen to Maxey first thing in the morning. But uh, the dude was uh, interviewing that Mark Titus on playing for Archie Miller, and he said the biggest thing about Archie that the reason he's such a good fit in Indiana is the resemblance between him and the way Bob Knight coached was that Bob Knight didn't put up with any bullshit, but at the same time, Archie, you know, Archie in a way was like that, but he's not, you know, as as far as he's going to tell you, I don't care what your name is or if you're the best player, if you're not hustling or you're not playing defense or not doing your assignment, like your ass is on the bench. And, you know, he was he was going on about that and how since why was, James Blackman Jr. entered the draft. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If Tom Crean's there next year, Blackman comes back. Bryant comes back. You know, it OG I think was going either way when he tore his knee, but I honestly think those two come back. So I don't know, it's I think that's Yeah, because really Bryant hurt his draft stock this year. He didn't help it at all. Right. Okay. Look at look at uh, Swanigan out of Purdue. Everybody expected Bryant to at least be that good his second year coming in, and the dude wasn't. Like he wasn't. I mean, he was. He was in a slump. Right. That's exactly right. He did not get any better in the offseason, and his head got bigger. That's the biggest. You know, that that was his his biggest downfall. But I mean, he'll get picked up. He'll see NBA, whatever. He'll get lost in the mix and. No Von Lay, blah blah blah, same situation. But yeah, it, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, this kind of transitions into our third point, where we're still kind of stuck on OG and Anobi. Um, but I did, we did send out a Twitter poll where we uh, polled the the listeners and said, "What would get you more excited for Indiana Pacers basketball?" and um, this is our third point rundown. Uh, I gave out four choices. I said um, drafting OG Ananobi, uh, signing Kyle Lowry, Paul George stays, or other. Um, currently, when we went on the air, the um, percentages were drafting OG Ananobi was 38%, signing Kyle Lowry was 15%, Paul George staying 23% and other was 24%. And I know we had at Jay Harris for IU, uh, his other vote was Hayward and Chris Paul uh, joining the Pacers. And then we had uh, a listener chime in on Facebook, uh, Ron Perkins said uh, Paul George staying. So that kind of bumps up the Paul George uh, At Jay Harris, four I use on crap because Chris Paul ain't coming in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I told him, I tweeted it back at him and I said that would be cool. That would spark my interest more, and that that did answer the question. Uh, but I think Gordon Hayward. Well, hell, I could have said LeBron coming in Indiana, and yeah, that sparked my interest. Got to be realistic. <laughs> but uh, come on, Harris, give the program. I think Gordon Hayward going to Boston would spark more interest for me personally than Hayward coming to I, to Indiana. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, 
granted, I'd love to see ha- uh, Hayward play for IU, but I think it would be a better story uh, for him to go to Boston and play for Brad Stevens. Just for my personal, you know, my personal opinion, I think that'd be a cooler story. Um, but Perk, what was your vote on that? Lowry. Lowry. Hill. <laughs> Uh, mine was actually OG. Yeah, yeah. Mine was. I just OG. think Low- Lowry could be a he could be an impact player right away. OG would be right, more, right. you know, like down the road. But Lowry coming in could definitely. Yeah. Let me ask. You and at the same question. time, with Lowry coming in, that could help Paul George stay. Maybe. I think he's gone though. He's gone regardless. He's done. That's I the thing about gone. it. Was it? I think it was Ron that that. Uh, got to us on Facebook and said uh, about how Paul George stand. Like, yeah, that'd be great if he does, and that'd be a big bonus. But I think he's been there. The dude's been there for how many years now? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it's nothing's changed. So I'm with you there. If you want immediate results, like Lowry is the way to go. But what would pique my interest more? Yeah, like I'm going to follow OG, you know, wherever he goes and see what happens. But obviously he's you know, two or three years away, two at the very least. Uh, well, well, really, let, I, I voted for OG as well. And let me ask you this. Okay, so okay. You, do you agree with me here that if we draft OG and Anobi, he's not going to be a starter? Oh, I agree with you, that. He won't be a starter okay. right off the bat, no. So so let's look at this. It Let's, let's say Paul George stays just for argument's sake. And you've got Teague, Young, George, um, Stevenson, and uh, Miles. That's your starters, right? Hey, real yeah. quick on that. Is, was Stevenson a – was that a long-term thing? It was a one-year deal, I believe, but I think he would – he's probably in the – Well, that's what I mean. Like, was it just kind of like a till the end of the season thing? No, I, I thought it was a three-year. I thought it was three-year deal. Three year? With the, with the third year being a player choice. Player I option, know. I mean. You all know how I feel about these player contracts. Right. I reset the Xbox every time. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean to <laughs> cut you off there. I just I was curious about that. But, but so let's but say Steve, that would be the... <clears throat> Stevenson right. didn't start when he come right in this year. But would you not move him in? I think he should have started when he came in right away, but yeah, I'm with you there. I think the dude. I think as a coach, you don't give the player the starting spot just because you bring him in. I think you've got to earn it. Right. So give him. Did he earn it this off season? I I think he did. Or this uh, postseason, I think he did. So now you give it to him, but I don't think you give it to him. Right. You being, you know, you're looking at that as a coach's standpoint, and I agree. It's like, okay, we brought you back, but you're not going to get the same position. You left that. you got to prove yourself again. Right. You know, you gotta, I, think I agree with you there. But the dude come off the bench, I think it was, what, the third game against the Cavs or whatever and dropped, what, 22 or 20, and then the next game he had 17. And, like, yeah, no doubt okay. that dude should be starting. Definitely. Oh, I agree with you 100%, and that's why I'm saying he would be a starter. So then you bring in OG off the bench, 
to fill almost any of those roles. You know, I mean, except for maybe the point guard. You, you know, maybe you put him at a two, maybe you put him at a three, maybe you put him at a four. Maybe you don't put him at a five unless you're going small. But I think OG could ultimately fulfill any of those spots. And plus you've got the you've got the uh the local interest. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think you're gonna see much out of OG this year at all. I don't think uh no matter where he goes. Now, you know, obviously the Pacers are struggling and, and they gotta do something, but I don't I think you're gonna see a lot of trading getting done with the Pacers because as much as they want to draft a young, maybe an up and comer, uh they want you know, Indiana wants results now and they want you know, like you're saying, that Stevenson was the only thing they could do right then and there to maybe spark a playoff run or whatever. But, I mean, let's face it, you got to have players that can step up and beat LeBron four out of seven games. You know, you can't bring an OG and an OB and expect to beat LeBron in the playoffs. So if, the, if, if the Pacers lose George, do they try to uh, maybe get another draft pick? I think D. Wade... Well, and they, they rebuild and say, you know what, let's start over. No. Well, you know, everything I've seen that is, uh, if Boston ends up, you know, the ping pong balls fall in their favor, they're either going after Jimmy Butler or Paul George. Um, so there's a first round pick. And yep. boys, LeVar Le- Le- Ball could be sitting right next to. Uh, oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would cringe. Oh no, that would be like our worst nightmare. Every every two thousand fans or the the top two thousand fans tonight get a OZ two or ZO two, whatever they are, big baller shoes. (laughs) The first two thousand fans in the 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 stadium tonight, like fuck. And just because we have to, you get a Lavar Lavar ball bobblehead. <laughs> with every, even with though every he's not going to the damn team, uh, like the Sun the, King the, purchase, you get Levar. Yeah. It's like an oversized bobblehead too. Like it's huge. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like the starting lineup is Levar Ball or Lonzo Ball. That's it. The honorary <laughs> coach for this season is Levar Ball. <laughs> Also, the GM and the president uh, and the trainer. Now the now the uh, Larry Bird stepping down doesn't look so ludicrous now. Hey, I would on a serious note on the if they do, I don't understand the whole fucking ping pong ball thing, but whatever, I'll go with it. But let's say the Pacers do get a first round pick, man. I like that. I like Monk from Kentucky. I think that dude is going to be a player in the yeah. NBA. I think you take Falk. Take who? Falk. From Washington. Washington, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think where that dude is from. Yeah, they got – I've seen drafts that have him going first. And him going – so like it's definitely like, a top four. It's like him, uh, Jack uh, – was it Josh Jackson? And yeah, from – is it Kansas? 
And then uh, Lonzo are like kind of the flip-flop number one picks that I've seen. Josh Jackson, is that what you said? Uh, I don't know what I said, but yeah, that sounds right. From Kansas? <laughs> yeah, from yeah, Kansas. Yeah, from Kansas. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know, but I think that 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 Monk is going to be – that dude's going to be tough in the NBA. Like he's uh, – yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. We had that conversation about the Kentucky players here a few episodes ago about not doing anything in the NBA, but maybe he's the one that changes shit around. Boston's up 20 in the third. Yeah. I also think Pittsburgh's up two in the third on Washington and hockey. Man, I just just flipped it, too, and it was 1-0. Huh? Oh, yeah. I I was just watching it. It was 1-0 while ago. Yeah. They just scored. Pins are tough, man. I'm telling you. That 72 that just scored's got a fucking huge black eye. Black. <laughs> they probably all do. Oh, you got the shit beat out of me. All right, boys. Do you have anything else to add to the three-point rundown? No. Yeah. I think we covered it pretty good tonight. I think right, I need another beer. Yeah, this will be time for another beer, bathroom break, and then we'll uh, we'll conjure back up again in about 30 seconds. Celtics winning $5 for the under. Uh, Hilly went with the Celtics and the over. 
um, $5 and $5. And teabag me, I went with the Celtics in the over as well. And then we moved on to a little bit of hockey, uh, the Oilers and the Ducks. The Ducks are a one-and-a-half-point favor, and uh, the under or the over-under was five-and-a-half points. Uh, Perk went with the Oilers in the under. Uh, Hilly went with the Ducks in the under. And Teabag went with the Oilers in the over. So we might know before the uh, episode is up who who won, who uh, how much we would win, all that. So um, what what's your all's thoughts on that? On the bets, what, what you guys got? I well, think I'm losing I'm, uh, the under on the Celtics game. Well, we all went so? the Celtics. No, I said the under. Under. Yeah, because yeah, over. So what are we at right now? They're, they're over a hundred. I know one hundred seven to eighty-one. What was the? What was it? 217. 217. So, yeah. They got 29 points. 29 points, and you got what? Nine minutes left? So, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, it'll be close. This would be a fun little segment to figure out how much money we'd lose or how much money we'd win. <laughs> uh, but. The, the Anaheim the, and the, the, uh, uh, Oilers or whatever, yeah, they, they don't come on until 1030, so. Right, we'll right. That there. one starts a little bit later. Yeah, right now the pins are kind of taking control with about three, three minutes left. Yeah, it's, that one looks pretty much over. I mean, that's game seven. Uh, I don't know, good. man. Two minutes can happen in the last, or two uh, two goals can happen in the last minute, quick. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. Washington pulling their pulling their goal with. <laughs> well, yeah, it, that's just a little fun segment that uh, I thought maybe we could uh, we could kind of keep track of, and I'll throw out some of the the most the you know some of the hot games or whatever is being uh, talked about it at that time. Uh, boys, after these playoffs, we might have to start diving into some baseball and some soccer <laughs> because there's not much coming up. In there the you go. That'd be spring football. I didn't start, start betting <laughs> on spring football. What's the over-under on that preseason Colts game? Yeah. <laughs> Seven and a half. Yeah. You know, spring se- or, uh, preseason football always has weird scores. It's like 11 to 9. Like, it's like, how the hell did they get 11 points? Yeah. They, like, it's the weirdest scores. Like, did they get I always wonder how they got 11 points with the players they had on the field. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's like, damn, they got 11? Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right, so uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely be keeping track of our, uh, our bets and kind of see, you know, who's up, who's down, who's all around. Uh, see how much Monopoly so, money I can win. That's right, and uh, <laughs> loser will buy the pizza when we all meet up for our monthly uh, face-to-face. There we go. Pizza. I like that deal. That'll work. Come in. Uh, so that'll bring us to the high time with Hilly. All right, 
hard time with Hilly tonight. Kind of a question uh, we've been thinking about uh, quite a bit here lately with uh, Indiana kind of happening in our own backyard. But as of right now, uh, at the Division One level, uh, the basketball teams are allowed 13 scholarships. And uh, in your own opinion, do you think – now, granted, a school gets itself in, in its own trouble or whatever you want to call it by – not giving itself enough room uh, for players to move on if they don't or do or whatever. But do you think it would benefit the game if each team was granted maybe two or three more scholarships per year, or do you think it would take anything away? Perk, what's your thoughts on that? I think – I don't know if it would – as far as giving them more, but I think – with the with the structure of the way it is right now, with the one and dones and all that, it's so hard because you've got kids on scholarship that can only be there for one year. So when when you're going out recruiting, and you, maybe that kid's going to stay, and maybe he's not going to stay, right? Well, right. are you going to offer this kid a scholarship? And then, well, what if that kid decides to stay? And all of a sudden you're like, well, shit, now I don't have that scholarship. So it it does with the effects recruiting. It, I think it would be hard as hell to be a college basketball coach right now because of that simple fact, you know, juggling that scholarship. <laughs> so I don't know. I, like, do you have a um, – Kind of like a, like a luxury tax, like they have in the NBA, you know, like where you say, well, this kid is probably going to go, you know, do you have like a little buffer where you can say, okay, well, you're allowed two extra, but you have to free that up in two years. You know what I mean? Kind of like maybe high school, if those... the class basketball thing, like you get bumped up for three years and then you can drop back down. You know what I'm saying? Right, or maybe uh, we'll give you two scholarships if these two players do come back from the NBA. You have to redshirt your 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 two you just committed, and you don't get two next year. Maybe right, I'm with right. you there. Like something okay. like that. Yeah, but before we uh, kind of get T-Bex off on this, here's here's a prime example. If uh, let's say Romeo Langford was uh, graduating or you know, did graduate this past year, however you want to say it. I don't think school's out yet, but and uh Blackman and Johnson and Bryant haven't committed. Now granted a coach isn't gonna be hesitant on like, well we don't wanna we don't wanna go offer him a scholarship and not be there. Like that dude's gonna cut whoever to get Langford to Indiana. But at the same time, do you think it would benefit a team like that to be like, okay, we do have one extra scholarship we can give, and we'll pay the penalty next year? I mean, you would have to think it would it would benefit a team in the long run to be able to offer Romeo a spot, even if all those players do come back. Right. You know, and maybe, but does does a player like Romeo Langford want to be redshirted? You know, maybe you know. Does it affect the game that way? Does it affect how where players go and and kind of what they do? You know. Well, what what if it's what if you have what if it doesn't have to be necessarily that player? 
you just have to register one or however many players you need to get under that number. You know what I mean? Right. So, I got yeah. you. so here, here's my thought on this. You're going to play 10 players at the most, right? Like we can all agree on that. You're not going to go deeper than 10 players that are going to contribute great minutes. Does anybody disagree with that? No, I agree with no, that. No, not at all. Okay. So, ultimately, 10 scholarships are going to be given out to your 10 best players. Now, in my opinion, those other three scholarships are for guys who maybe have worked hard in the off season as walk-ons or these recruits that are coming in that aren't five-star guys. So... <clears throat> When you start throwing out more scholarships, you're gonna have you're gonna have more players that are gonna transfer. I think I think with with the way we've got it right now with 13, that's why you have so many transfers because you're promising 13 kids that think that they are the top dog because that's what they are at their at their high school. They're the top dog and. Hey, I'm being offered by Indiana. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go play at Indiana. I'm gonna be a, a minute grabber. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a contributor. And then you go and you play. You average ten minutes a game. So you're not happy. So you transfer. So I think <clears throat> I think if you add more scholarships, you get more situations like that, uh, where guys are being offered scholarships and they think that they're bigger contributors than what they actually are. And they're unhappy, and, and they transfer. Um, so, <clears throat> to me, I, I don't think adding more scholarships is the um, the answer. Now, if it's guys that you're wanting to put on scholarship because you know they've been with the program or whatever, and it's going to cost you a recruit. I could see that being beneficial to have that extra scholarship to add in. Um, kind of like what Hilly was saying, like, listen, we bumped this kid up as his senior year to be a scholarship player. And I really don't see, I don't that. agree with that. Like uh, in football, you know, you see that in football all the time. You always see those stories, you know, on TV where they surprise the kid or whatever. Well, you've got freaking 80 kids playing football. Basketball is a little right. different because you don't have that many kids. So just to give a kid a scholarship in senior year to say, hey, thanks, I think that's that's not a smart move by a coach, if you ask me. Like, you know what? Thanks for being <laughs> yeah, here. You're so. still on the team. Congratulations. You know, like, but yeah, at, at the same time, still getting an education. Your, if you get your head beat in for four years, <laughs> you know, you ought to at least be able to. Let's look at, let's look at Tim Priller. First of all, He's on scholarship, has been since his freshman year, and we've seen absolutely nothing out of him except for maybe a spurt here and there in the Purdue game. Right. And that kid, it's a waste that of scholarship. That, that kid's taking up one of your 13 scholarships. So, like like Hilly's saying, let's say Romeo was a senior this year and he's coming in next year, and Blackman stays. And you have to decide who – we have to cut somebody – because, or take away a scholarship for somebody. But here you have Tim Perler, who's a senior, and instead of saying, hey, listen, buddy, you, you've got to, you, we've got to cut our ways here, 
you got to be a walk-on for your senior year so we can make room for this guy that's maybe going to be a one-and-done who's going to be a millionaire for the rest of his life. Like, I don't see that it's beneficial to say, you know, hey, you've got you've to go. You're no longer a scholarship player. When ultimately, kind of like what we talked about in the last episode, the Big Ten now has that rule that no matter what, once you've been a basketball player, scholarship player, you can, you know, get your education for free. Right. So, so he's 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 essentially on scholarship anyway. Right. So yeah. So that's another uh, one of my points to not add more scholarships. Like eventually we get into that point where everybody gets a trophy. Like you give out 15 scholarships, everybody thinks they're entitled to something. You know, you give out 13 scholarships and and three walk-ons. Those walk-ons are going to bust their ass and work hard all year long to try to prove themselves. Now, do they need a scholarship? Probably. But at the same time, it's like, earn it for next year. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, let, let me ask you this, though. Does uh, If you go in your freshman year, let's say you get recruited by Archie Miller, you go to IU next year, you get redshirted as a freshman, do, do you still – I mean, I'm guessing even though you're redshirted, even though it's an act or a, uh, you know, whatever it is, if it's an academic redshirt, however it is, I'm guessing you still get your that year's college paid for, correct? And you're still taking up a scholarship, right? Right. If you're redshirted, that's a scholarship. Okay. Well, let me ask you that. Just like I think it was uh, Derek Elston that come back his uh, his fifth year and paid his own right. way. To play, right. I th- this is my stipulation with that. You know, if you do offer two extra scholarships or one or whatever, if you are a fifth year senior, just like Hartman coming back this year, I don't think you should be eligible for a scholarship. Because now, granted, obviously I didn't play college athletics or whatever on scholarship, but I don't know what that a damn Tommy John. Senior... <laughs> yeah, both my knees. I swear to God. Well. But uh, if okay, a, a fifth year senior that has already graduated, what exactly do you have to pay for while well, going let, to IU? Let me let me interrupt you there, Hilly, because you're saying two things that are completely opposite. So you're saying okay. a fifth year senior who hasn't who has already graduated. Those are two different things. A fifth year senior is still doing undergrad and has not graduated. Okay, but. Uh, is okay, is Colin Hartman not a fifth year senior this coming year? But he hasn't graduated. He hasn't what? He hasn't graduated. He hasn't graduated or he's going back for his masters? No, see those are two different things. A fifth year senior means that you're still a senior and have not completed all the courses needed to be considered a, a college grad. Now a grad a grad transfer or what we hear are grad transfers are guys that have already graduated and are coming back to get a master's degree. Okay. So, okay, let's take Blackman. Blackman walked across the stage this past weekend. Am I correct or am I right. wrong there? And he, okay. he graduated if, in three years. Okay, if he was to come back instead of going to the he NBA. Would be considered, and, he would be considered a, a what would be considered a grad transfer if he were – so he would be coming back for his fifth year, 
but he wouldn't be considered a, a redshirt senior. Okay. So, but would he he still be or not be under scholarship? So, since he's played only three years, he would be considered – he would still be under scholarship. Now, Hartman, since he's been on scholarship for – this will be his fifth year under scholarship, even though he sat out a year for medical reasons, he's still considered a scholarship player be, because he hasn't graduated. Okay. So let me see if I'm if I'm understanding you correctly. So when they the summer gets over, school starts again, you're saying Colin Hartman's sitting in class as an IU student all over again. As far in as his, I know, yes. Okay. So I can see a scholarship there. He has to take class in order to play. Well, right, but I'm saying he's still in undergrad classes. So you have to be pursuing something. Right. But what if you graduate, though? I mean, do you have to go so for Blackman his master's? So Blackman would essentially have to go for his master's then. Okay. Right. Right? What? I mean, he could take basket weaving. It doesn't matter. As long as you're... Yeah, he needs to take defense one-on-one. <laughs> Taught by Archie Miller. Yeah. Uh, no, that's what that's what was confusing to me, and maybe it maybe a dumbass or whatever. But like, if you're, you know, they keep talking about well, he's a fifth year senior. Okay, well, like Cody Cody Zeller was on the fast. Now, granted, yeah, okay, it took however long, but Cody Zeller was on the fast track to graduate. You know, look at Blackman was on the fast track to graduate three years. So. I mean, let's say they come back. That's my thing. Are you forced to take classes to put credit hours towards your master's, or are you just, you know, do you not go to class? I mean, that's the thing. That's what. No, you have to be enrolled in. You have, and and I think it's like you have to be enrolled full time, which is like twelve or more hours. But see, a fifth-year senior means that you have not graduated. You're you're still a, you're still senior-level undergrad courses. Now, if you're a if you've already like Blackman, for example, he graduated, and if he would have came back, he would have been taking master's classes, and that's how uh, dude you just mentioned uh, on the bench now as a coach, um, Elston. Elston. Elston had already graduated, but he still had a year of eligibility left, so he came back, and they said he paid – and actually, I think at the time that he did that, the Big Ten rule hadn't been put in place, but he had to pay for his own credit hours, his 12 credit hours. Now, granted, he only had to take enough courses to um, to fulfill the, the semester that he was in – or uh, – during the season, um, but yeah, he had to pay for those twelve credit hours, and but he was considered a grad student, and that's where you get all of your your guys who. So the way it works is NCAA, you get four years of eligibility, and if you redshirt one of those years, you you get a fifth year of eligibility. Um, oh, yeah. So that's where you get your 
your grad transfers a lot because they've graduated, um, but they still have a year of eligibility left. And so that's where you get your grad transfers. Uh, and then you have the rare cases where you have guys that graduate in three years, and so you still have your fourth year eligible, and they are take, you know going and getting their masters while they still play. But yeah, you have to be enrolled in I believe it's 12 hours, and um, you have to uh, have your eligibility. Left. You have to be a full time student then, is what you're saying. Right. I think 12, 12 right. hours is a full-time student, isn't it? Right. Yeah, you can't just take, like, a, a badminton course and that's it. I got you. Yeah, that's what I was confused about. But. Oh, no. so to think about. They're, 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 they've covered the over, right? Or they've covered the... Uh, Right? Uh oh. What's the score? One sixteen to ninety five. And what was it? Two, two, uh, two eleven. It was yeah. They two, six more oh, points. So in Seven two minutes, more they need to, they need to score a few more points. Oh, uh, they can do it. And, like, what channel is it on? I'm still watching the hockey game. Uh, TNT. I split back and forth. Yeah, Anaheim just started. First, oh, I, I thought thoughts. the other one was over. You got any more thoughts on uh, Hilly's high time with Hilly? No, it's a good topic though. I like that. It's interesting. I think oh, that was shit. a that was a good. Hey, how it's long are the periods in hockey? Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes, yeah. So three and a half minutes in, uh, the Oilers scored. What? I just turned it. It was nothing to nothing. Yeah, so uh, you all betting under on this five and a half is not looking so sweet right now. They're going to score 100 points in this game. (laughs) (laughs) What score are you seeing? I'm seeing 17.04 left, zero to zero. It's 1-0. You must be behind. Yeah, because they just scored with like 16.30 left. I'll be damned. I just turned. Turn it on, damn CBS Sports app. Oh, this is on CBSN. <laughs> All right, so what? What is it? One eighteen to ninety-seven. I took the over. Oh wait, you're talking about basketball? Yeah, I just went back. I forgot to tell you. I changed oh, I was talking about the hockey game. Dude, we need three points. Three points in in a minute. <laughs> Here it is. Flash, got it. There's the over. So that means I, uh, that means I, uh, they covered the spread, obviously. No, they, they, yeah, they covered the spread by far, yeah. And right now, they, I took the over and they're, they hit the over by one point, so. Right, so you, unless, uh, Washington makes a run, you're, both of us are good. Perk went with the under. Yeah, he went with the under. We're both yeah, we're both good on the over. The only way we could get screwed is if Washington makes a <laughs> whatever it is run in the next fifty five seconds. So I don't think that's gonna happen. Hey, it could happen. Anything could happen. 
So All you're right. saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Kurt, yeah. Can you tell us what's popping with Perk. All right. <laughs> All right, here's what's popping with Perk, people. Our uh, funny, crazy, interesting tweets that I have came across. It was hard to find some today. I didn't really find any. I found a couple of good ones. Um, some of them are kind of eh, so-so, but we'll go with it and see what happens. All right, this one involves a uh, cop and... A guy that gets pulled over with his grandma on the car. The cop says, you appear intoxicated. Can you walk this line? The guy says, no problem. Stay in the car, grandma. The grandma chimes in and says, can he use my walker? He's been drinking. <laughs> Damn it, grandma. And this, this one Keep comes your mouth from shut, a, grandma. Right? This one comes from a girl that says, I have the Bible on my iPod. And I just had an update. Now I'm really confused. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she, had to, she had to have been blonde. Had to be. This one comes from, uh, it looks like Match.com, a, cu- a communication between the couple. And it says, if I had the chance to stop the Holocaust or go on a date with you, I'd take the date with you. And the girl responds and says, I'm Jewish. Uh, TJ, this reminds me of your derby experience. It says, vodka bottles should come printed with a crisis hotline number to call in the event you feel like texting your ex. (laughs) (laughs) This one made me think of Tom and Mom when they go to uh, their bingo. It says, establish dominance over old people by yelling bingo when you don't really have it. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) This one, uh, people who say the book is always better than the movie. Have you ever actually read Debbie Does Dallas? (laughs) 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 see this one's for you a friendly parenting reminder as the weather starts to get nicer don't forget to close the windows before you yell at your kids (laughs) Uh, uh, this one's between an HR rep and an employee HR rep says know why we called you down the guy says "Hmm, my trench coat the HR guy says, try again. He says, uh, because I'm naked under my trench coat. This was uh, sent out for one buddy to his other buddy. He says, sorry I yelled killing it when your mom was eating that banana. <laughs> Hot dogs were invented in 1936 by Larry Hot Dogs. 
when he accidentally dropped a bag of prize-winning pig assholes in his dick shaper machine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was about to research Larry Hot Dog. <laughs> I think we can all relate to this one. So just found this new app that tells you which of your family members are members are racist. It's called Facebook. Uh, uh, my mom texted me. We need to discuss some family matters. She either saw the episode where Urkel turned into Stefan or she found my weed. <laughs> this is the last one. Oh, okay, so this guy, he sees a bee on his wife's arm. Uh-oh. I roll up a newspaper. Babe, stay still. Using the newspaper as a megaphone, there's a fucking bee on you. <laughs> And that's what's popping with bird people. Oh, shit. <sighs> oh, man. Those are good. Uh, <clears throat> I always wondered how hot dogs were invented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drop that bag full of pig assholes. <laughs> Hoosiers 
and the Nittany, Nittany Lions, man, that's a tongue twister, have squared off against a common opponent in Xavier. The Hoosiers came away with three wins, two of them in convincing fashion, but one was a 1-0 victory just squeaking by. The Nittany Lions tied a four-game series 2-2, two two, so anything could happen. With the end of the season in the near future, let's take a look at how this will end for the Hoosiers. After the three games with Penn State, the Hoosiers will stay at home versus the U of L Cardinals on May 16th. The Cardinals have a current record of 43 and six, a very impressive 800 or 878 winning percentage. Once they fight that battle, they head on the road for three games versus Ohio State. May 18th through the 20th. Ohio State is 19 and 29 overall with a 6 and 12 conference record, looking to improve their winning percentage against the Hoosiers. This should be an exciting buildup for the Big Ten conference play on May 24th through the 28th. And that's the local sports blog with teabags. What you're all, <clears throat> I know uh, we've we've kind of brushed upon some of the IU baseball, but uh, I've never, today was the first time I kind of dove into uh, how well they're actually doing, and they they have some some decent wins amongst their schedule, and man, that L game sounds tough coming up. Yeah, I think uh, you might have said this, but uh, when they went and played Kentucky, uh, Kentucky was number nine. Ranked yeah, number nine, yeah, and uh, yeah, number I think, nine on that. yeah, I think mm-hmm. I used uh, up to twenty-one now. I believe, aren't they? You might have said that too, but I didn't. I didn't read what their ranking was, um, but yeah, I believe they're in the top twenty-five. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think they were twenty-one last I've seen, but yeah, they're doing pretty good. Another uh, looks yeah. like it's going to be a another college world series, maybe or. Uh, Potentially a uh, postseason type of season for him again. I'll tell you what, <clears throat> this Ohio State series is one that I don't know if they'll sweep Ohio State, um, but they will definitely probably win out the series. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is this U of L game. If we can come out of that U of L game. If we can pretty much win out the rest of the season and going into the Big Ten tournament with that kind of momentum and go deep into the Big Ten tournament, I think we could easily be a super seed or whatever they call it. I think it's called a super seed where you host the first round of the NCAA tournament. I think they could eventually end up making it back to Omaha. Yeah, that'd be so, great. So, college baseball is so it's so foreign to me. I I've only been watching it for a couple of years, um, but the past couple of years, like U of L has been phenomenal. IU's been decent. Uh, a couple of times I've gone to watch the U of L IU baseball game just because it's right here in my backyard and it's free. Um, but I did go and I watched Schwarber hit a home run over the train tracks at at UFL <laughs> Stadium and still hasn't you, landed. It was. I told Lisa. I looked over at Aaron. I said, 
I said, were you watching that? And she's like, what? And I was like, that home run. She's like, oh, yeah, he hit it really good. And I was like, no. Like, that, you just watched history. Like, that dude just hit, like, the longest home run ever in the stadium. She's like, oh, yeah, I went far. I was like, no, <laughs> you don't understand what you just saw. Uh-huh. That's exactly <laughs> but, yeah, right. we were there when Swarbert was breaking world records, man. I mean, that dude mashed that ball so hard. So, I, I, I always, you know, it's free baseball. Plus, on Fridays, they have dollar beers. So I go over to the U of L and watch them when they can, <clears throat> when I can. But uh, I've seen some good baseball here lately, and this season is yeah. not. You know, I mean, it's nothing to. It's it's not top ten baseball, but it's pretty damn good baseball, and something to keep an eye on. You know, especially after the playoffs when we've got not much to watch these. Uh, the Big Ten playoffs and then the NCAA playoffs coming up after that would be great to watch. I love watching the College World Series. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. They actually want to win. That's what's fun about it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Herc, you got anything to say about IU baseball? I don't watch IU baseball. I wish I did. <laughs> It's not something that you can really watch, though. I mean, I have very rarely found it on ESPN, ESPN3, ESPN, whatever they show it on. So I have to, like, I follow them on Twitter, and I'll get inning updates. I'll get end-of-game updates. And then, um, like, today I wanted to do the blog on them, so I went out and did some research. Uh, I actually had to. I, I researched uh, Penn State. I researched Ohio State. I researched Louisville and, and IU all to get the blog, and so it took me around eighty minutes. <laughs> hmm. Hey, here's a little. How'd you have eighty minutes advice. of free time? Uh, it's <clears throat> random eighty minutes I had free. Hey, yeah, here's a little advice <laughs> about the IU baseball. Normally, normally you can't catch them live on TV unless you're like super lucky on a low grade BTN or something. But the next day, when there's nothing going on on Big Ten Network, it's normally on the prime time. So if you can have some self control and not uh not follow the scores on your phone, uh, it'd be pretty exciting baseball during the during the prime time. Something to Maybe oh, keep in mind. I, I also subscribe to a uh, a podcast. They'll send me a uh, minute highlight every week of uh, IU baseball, IU softball, IU soccer. I mean, it's anything IU. I get a minute video highlight from Big Ten Network. So, I mean, I get – I honestly, I don't like watching baseball anyway unless I'm at the ballpark. So that little minute highlight I get, plus the Twitter feed I see, that's all I need, man. <laughs> that's good enough for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, I think it'd be fun to go up there and watch a game. <clears throat> we better get up there sometime this month. Yeah. This about for... <laughs> the, the crazy thing about college baseball is they start in, like, February. Right. Like, and it's cold as shit 
sitting out at some of those games. Uh, it's funny because uh, at my school, uh, somebody won like a, a field trip, and all the games you go to are free anyway at U of L. But this lady won a, her and her class won a free field trip, and they took them to um, a U of L baseball game. Well, it was like March first or something <laughs> stupid like that, and it's like thirty degrees. And she's like, she's like, you know, sending us messages like, "This is the worst field trip ever." Blah 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 blah. Like their kids sitting there wrapped up in blankets. The stadium offered them all free hot uh, hot chocolate because it was so cold. And I was like, that's like college baseball, though. Like, if you're not in Florida or Arizona or California, like, college baseball is horrible at times to go watch. So no wonder they don't charge anybody anything to go watch their games because 90% of their games are 40 degrees and below. Well, yeah, I guarantee you. Put on your put on your toboggan, kids. We're gonna go watch a baseball game. Yeah. But yeah, I've been up there to U of L to watch a few games, but it it's usually when it's nice weather. <laughs> I won't go up there if it's cold. Screw that. Yeah, when you don't have to take your mittens off to open your beer. Right. Right. Well, on Fridays that dollar beer, you can't beat that. Sometimes it's worth it to go sit up there and cold and drink dollar beer. No, oh, yeah. All right, boys. So that'll that'll move us into uh, our uh, final thought. Uh, Hilly, what's your final thought? <laughs> Final thought, if you're going to be an FBI director and you're going to try to hide a bunch of shit, don't be surprised <laughs> when you get fired. <laughs> all right, all right, that's a good one. That's a good final thought. I can get behind that. Perk, final thought. My final thought is if you're planning on eating hot dogs anytime soon, don't read tweets about how they were made. <laughs> how were uh, how were they made? Well, it was from a pig asshole and a penis maker. <laughs> that's that's what I got out of that. His bag of pig ass his bag of pig <laughs> asshole fell into his penis maker. <laughs> that's a that's gonna be my next tongue twister for my fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Maybe that should be their punishment. You know, if you, if you if you do something wrong, you got to stand in front of the class and, and say that five times. My bag of pig assholes fell in my penis maker. My bag of bad pants. <laughs> no, can't do it twice. <laughs> Back of the line, jump. <laughs> All right, here's my final thought. If you're going to shoot a turkey, make sure you don't do it in the frozen food section of Kroger. <laughs> scare the shit out of the employees. They, they crap on that shit. Hell, I was trying, 
I was trying to join Hilly, you know, he likes to hunt turkeys, so I was going to go hunt me a turkey. I took my pistol in there, and Kroger, and shot one in the frozen food section. Everybody freaked out. <laughs> Would you say, got him? Got him. <laughs> Some bitch was field dressed and everything for you. <laughs> hey, that, that, that 9mm penetrated that frozen breast real quick. <laughs> oh shit! All right, boys. Well, we know we know how we did with our uh, wizard Celtic uh, bet. Right now, Perk, you are out five dollars. Buying the pizza. Uh, Hilly, Hilly and I are both up. Now the uh, deal breaker is going to be the Oilers versus Ducks game. Uh, they were set on pace to score a million points, and they've kind of died off. So we'll have to see how that works out for me and and going with the over. Uh, but boys, it's uh it's been fun. We'll do it again, maybe Friday night since we kind of got a late start this week. Um, but it's been fun, and uh, until next time, we'll uh, keep your hilly high, your tea bag full and your perk popping, and your beer cold. All right. Peace. Peace.